with me to Colossians chapter 3. Thank you for that, Sarah. And um, you had, she had some, we, the Lord gave you some extra days to prepare for everything today. And uh, when we first spoke about her coming, and she said, oh, I'm just going to come and present. And it slowly escalated where the Lord just kind of worked out. She had several other things to be able to do along with singing. So uh, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, I know that's, that's encouraging just the same. And so uh, glad it worked out. Uh, we, we got all the snow, Pastor Hess was telling me. So they got none of it. When we drove from Ottawa back from camp yesterday, there was a rain-snow mix. And I thought, oh, surely, you know, they're, this, they're getting all of what we had. But apparently not. So... Uh, so welcome to the snow. Welcome back to Norfolk. But uh, Colossians chapter 3, uh, you know, this is not the, the end of 2022, but when we consider our theme into this new year, this is the last uh, really consideration, you might say, that we're going to place any emphasis on this. We did this last year, kind of closing, beginning the year with a thought, closing the year with the same thought, and I think that's a very helpful thing. Uh, to, that we would not forget that what which, which we tried to lay into the front. And, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 has been our theme in the year 2022. And the Word of God says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as the Lord and not unto men. Let's read that together, everyone together. Verse number 23, ready, begin. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as the Lord and not unto men. Let's pray. Our heavenly gracious Father, Lord, we thank you. Uh, for the, the very uh, fact that you do hold us fast. Lord, we thank you uh, that you are the God above all gods. Lord, the God that, uh, that speaks to us, encourages us, challenges us, and convicts us. And Lord, we pray tonight as we uh, look into your word that you would give um, a clarity of mind. Lord, may you remove any distractions this evening of, uh, that may be upon our thoughts. Lord, may we purely and only receive what you'd have for us from your word. Lord, uh, we, we realize tonight is, is not about uh, anything more than you. And so, Lord, we desire that you'd be given all the glory. And so, Lord, I pray that you would uh, work in and through me. Lord, may your Holy Spirit have presence tonight. Uh, Lord, may you work in through our hearts and our minds. Each of us, we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was finding myself back in Colossians 3 in preparation for tonight, um, I, you know, it's always helpful to go back and read the passage, you know. And uh, though, though I've been there and done that, so to speak, yet it, I, I, as many times as I've said it, I'm sure Pastor Hess can relate with this, when you go back into a passage, it just seems like that was not there last time I looked at it, you know. And uh, here you might, you know, there's a conclusion, at least for a pastor, it seems, that it's like, okay, I've studied it, I feel like I, I'm familiar with the passage. But I, I tell you, every time you get your notes together and you think that you have it, you go back to it again, and you always end up bringing more into it. Is it that way with you, Pastor Hess? It's always that way with me. And, and next thing I know, I go from this many pages to this many pages. So I promise you tonight that it's not this many pages, okay? Uh, but uh, the, the, the notes and the thoughts just kind of broaden. And, um, uh, but we consider this verse, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as the Lord and not unto the men. This year, 2022, has been uh, a great year of uh, reflecting... Um, the power of God and the working of God. We've seen some wonderful things this year. Uh, not just people saved, and that's a wonderful thing, the many young people saved in, in uh, our vacation Bible school, but even uh, families and uh, uh, individuals, especially in our bus route, young people coming to a saving knowledge of Christ, uh, that should never be anything to be taken lightly. Amen? 
but think in this past year, we've seen this parking lot replaced. That's been a huge blessing, amen? And uh, that's been one of those things uh, that, uh, uh, you know, I'm thankful to have been there, Pastor Hess. You were on the other side and, and the, the preparation for it, but seeing the work completed. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful thing to see the Lord work in that way. And uh, yet, we, as we've thought into this new year, whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as the Lord. Everything, we're reminded of this, that everything we do is to be done for the glory of God. For the glory of God. We don't do anything for any other reason than for Christ being the emphasis. Uh, I, I, I'm sure um, Sarah has to be the first one to tell you tonight that the reason why she's going to Korea is not because she wants to go to a different country. She's going for the glory of God. That's where ultimately God is leading her and that God will be glorified through his leading within her life. And so as we consider uh, tonight and really in conclusion of this thought, uh, has, has this past year, or should we say, uh, has your Christian life as a whole, has it been with an emphasis of, the, of the God being glorified through your life? You know, it should be the desire and intent of a church that God would be glorified. Amen. Uh, it should be the desire and intent of the home that God would be glorified. Uh, yet in the same way, it should be the desire and intent of the individual, each and every believer, that God would be given all the glory in everything that we say and do. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 is a parallel passage to this. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, maybe, maybe Paul had food on his mind during that time. I don't know. Uh, but uh, broadening on that thought in everything that we do. Uh, I've kind of outlined what I believe Paul in many ways outlines uh, what, what brings to the reader, what brings to the Christian that of questions. Questions which we should and can be asking ourselves concerning this passage. Uh, not, nothing deep tonight. Questions that of what are we doing? When we think whatsoever you do. The, the question of uh, how are you doing it? And as we've already emphasized, who are you doing it for? If we think of the first question tonight, what are you doing? I, I, I you know, would emphasize first on whatsoever you do, but as, I, as I've shared with you, looking back in the passage, backing up a little bit, in verse number 17, really verse 16, we quoted this morning, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, the, our, our faith is the foundation for our Christian life. The word of God is that which we are, uh, we are allowing Christ to add to our faith on. Amen. We're letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And not just through the very scripture, but in what? In all wisdom, teaching and moshing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Look at verse 17. The Word of God says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And he bronze on some of these thoughts, really bring, inserts the family within here. This isn't the first time Paul's done this. You read in uh, Philippians, you find the same Ephesians, there's a mention of these things. But verse 18, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as it is fit unto the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. 
And we find in verse 23, really, he begins to summarize that thought even further. Whatsoever you do, he says, hey, and where we just talked about all the categories, all the different roles that someone may play within the home, whether married or unmarried, with children or not children, but we all have different roles which we play that should be done for the glory of God. And so Paul says, hey, just take this in mind. And whatsoever, in everything that you do, may God be glorified within it. The question we consider tonight is what are you doing? What am I doing? What are we doing as God's people? In, in verse number 17, the word of God says, whatsoever you do in word. Whatsoever you do in word. James chapter 3 verse, uh, verse 1, really down through the end of the chapter, it's all about the tongue, right? The power of the tongue. The underestimated, those small and little power of words. Power of uh, the tongue in that it's compared to what? The, horse, the, the bits in a horse's mouth, of the helm on a, on a ship in itself. The Bible says in verse 5, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Yet we, we understand that the tongue can destroy, but the tongue can also build up. There's power in the tongue. Uh, where's David at? David, you here? Yes, he's awake now, okay? Uh, he slept all the way back from camp. But uh, one of the things we heard this week uh, or this weekend, should I say, Dr. Getch, uh, you know Dr. Getch, at least familiar with him, and he spoke at our, at our winter camp, and uh, he spoke about words. And, and uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say that there wasn't a temptation to completely steal all of his outline tonight, uh, but uh, as far as what's fresh in my mind when he talked, spoke about words, he said, God, uh, he, he, he spoke about uh, how that we will give account before God for our words, but uh, he, he mentioned firstly, how that our words, um, in the power of our words, our words make a difference. Our words make a difference. Uh, sometimes just a few words can go so very far. Uh, the, um, uh, look at verse, well, turn with me to James chapter 3. It's hard for me to reference it without bringing your eyes to it. James chapter 3, we're talking about the, the we're considering the power of words, the tongue itself. The underestimated uh, thinking of the tongue. And what, is, what does James say? Well, James is pretty bold <laughs> in, in all that's, that, that is given to us in Scripture. Uh, James chapter 3. But look at verse number 10. The Word of God says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. You see, the, the, what, what we're told in Scripture is that the, the problem then for the believer is the same today, that if we don't keep our words in check, we don't keep our words in check, uh, we can be spewing out just as much good as we are bad. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, yes, the profane. Uh, yes, the, that which is hateful, that which is backbiting. But uh, in, in its very essence, that which we say does it bring glory to God? Um, I, I'm re reading one preacher putting it this way, bring every word to the test of the presence of Jesus Christ. And he brought these two questions with that thought in mind. He said, can you speak it in the same breath name and name the name of Jesus? Can you speak those words and in the same breath name the name of Jesus? Uh, can you speak it remembering that he will hear. You know, when we, when we bring every word, should we say, through the filter of the very presence of God, 
uh, it, it'll make a difference. Our, our words will make that much more difference for the glory of God. Amen? For the glory of God. In Matthew chapter 12, turn there with me if you would. Matthew 12 and verse number 36. We understand in, yes, in the midst of the tongue, they're, they're the, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. There's a heart and a tongue connection. That's without, uh, without broadening much more. We understand that today. But Matthew 12, verse 36 through 37, the word of God says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by, the, by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. We'll give account before God for our words. Brother Getch put it this way. He said, God will have the last word about your past words. Think about that. God will have the last word about your past words. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 20, uh, the word of God says, Curse not the king, no, not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. Listen to this. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. Uh, that, that's that's uh, where we, we get that very phrase in itself, a little birdie told me, right? Because words carry. They ripple. They they. they as something being thrown into water, they, they carry forth. May our tongue, may our voice, may our words be used for the glory of God. Amen. The Word of God says not just in word, but in works. Whatsoever you do in works. Colossians 3 verse 17. Whatsoever you do in word or deed. Once again, we bring it through the, that, that filter or that test of the presence of God. Can we do what we're doing calling upon the name of the Lord? Can we do what we're doing asking for the Lord's help? Or would we be ashamed before God? The unfortunate thing is, is that the Christian lives such a life as though God is not there when he is all present at all times. Amen? The Bible tells us whatsoever you do in works. Maybe you're still in James. I hope you are. James chapter 2. Look at verse number 17. The Word of God says, Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. We've been talking about the last few Sundays, that matter of faith. Romans 1 tells us we live a life from faith to faith. We receive God by faith. We live the Christian life through faith. So that faith which is being spoken of here is speaking of that faith which we should be adding to, that faith which is the foundation of our Christian life. We are uh, for the whole duty of man that we obey God and keep his commandments, that God would be glorified through our life. But what are we to be doing? How do we bring God glory that we're bearing fruit, that we're adding to our faith? So the word of God says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Listen to this. Yea, yea uh, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Do your, do, do, do your works speak for your faith in God? Do your works speak for that which uh, you are doing for the glory of God? If we're not careful, that which we do can be done for the glory of man before it is for the glory of God. Whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God. Matthew 5, verse 16, the word of God says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your, what? Good works. You see, it's not works which produce salvation, but it's works which come out of salvation. Amen? What we're told here in the book of James is, hey, if there's no works, 
that individual should be asking himself, is there truly salvation? You know, sometimes uh, it's the case that, yeah, that person is not even a believer, but uh, at other times, uh, maybe there's, there's another matter that's caused those works to fall away. Uh, you read the book of James, the word of God is so clear on these things. Uh, but the word of God says, Let's, let your light so shine before men. We're talking about that light of Christ. That which Christ has done in our life, making a difference in the life of others. As our words can do the same, so our works can do the same, but making a difference for the glory of God. You know, um, our works can be defined differently by all of us. We all do, should we say, whatsoever you do, we all do different things. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we might find someone who does many similar things as we, but generally speaking, we all do different things. In the midst of our doing, is God glorified through it? Somebody says, well, uh, I, you're, you know, this is just because I'm not doing what they're doing, and this is why this, no. Now, understand, uh, we all do different things, but is God being glorified in that which we do? Yes, of course in the ministry of God, but even outside of the ministry of the church. Does that which we do glorify God? Amen? We know the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the very things uh, which are described to us as that which the, uh, Satan uses uh, uh, to uh, feed our flesh, to tempt our flesh to fall into. The Word of God tells us that it's not just in our words, not just in our works, but uh, could I say to you, whatsoever you do in difficulty... Because sometimes the difficult times of life, uh, we may not always do for the glory of God. <laughs> and there are, I, as much as we may or may not like to, to admit it, but there are more difficult times in life than, than we would really like to dwell on. Am I right? Would you agree with me? Right? Uh, life has many wonderful and precious things. Amen. <laughs> but there can be many difficult things. Many hard times to go through. The Word of God says in Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 1, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Uh, the, the, the Christian life is a life that's full of seasons. Uh, it's like a roller coaster sometimes. Sometimes it's going faster. Sometimes it's going slower. Uh, you know, it wasn't all that long ago. We my family, we were together. We were at, a, uh, my wife and I were at the Disney World and going up at some of those rides. You know, you can't compare the rides at Disney World to some of the rides, okay? And it wasn't, uh, it's a small world, if that's what you're thinking, okay? But it was, you know, we're going up the hill, okay? And uh, it's that slow suspense. The next thing you know, you're just, there's that drop and everyone in the back, ah, you know? And uh, th there's, th sometimes life just feels that way. You know, one minute I'm just like, oh my goodness. Next minute I'm like, ah, you know? Those seasons of life. The Bible tells us whatsoever you do in difficulty, hey, in the midst of those things, that you're going through, that you go through, is God being given the glory? I remind you, God's still in control. Amen? We can't, we can't ever forget that. Um, and the longer you live in life, and I can't speak for, for seasons, uh, as many seasons in life, maybe as others, but the longer you live in life, the more seasons there are. Amen? There's more seasons. But are we going through those seasons uh, with God in every decision that we make. Uh, sometimes those times of difficulty are the very things that uh, cause us to do everything other than for the glory of God. Uh, what about that which we do in private? 
that which we do in private. Uh, we, we all maybe do a little more in private than uh, we would like to admit. We all have those times in which we are alone. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10, the word of God says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. The word of God says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. There are times in which the work of God is done privately. It's not unnoticed by God. You'll still receive the blessing of God for that. Don't let yourself become discouraged that my work has to be done in the spotlight. Now, uh, may we be bold for Christ, amen? But yet, there are those things which we do for the Lord that are for the glory of the Lord that no one else may know. Whatsoever you do. So, what, what are you doing? How are you doing it? Colossians 3, verse 23, the word of God says, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Uh, Colossians... Um, also talks about that singleness of heart. In verse number, in chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, it speaks of the role of the servant. He goes from talking about the, the husbands and wives and the children and the roles which they play, and then he speaks concerning the servant. And listen to this, he says, servants, speaking in a general sense, uh, we really can be applied to all of us because we're all servants of God, amen? The word of God says, servants, obey in all things your masters according to flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart. God says, do it heartily, but do it in singleness of heart, fearing God. That singleness of heart is speaking of full devotion. That, that doing it heartily is speaking of a breath or a breath of life. So in other words, we could say it this way, doing it heartily. With every breath that I take and all that I'm doing, I'm doing it heartily. I'm doing it for the glory of God. Amen. You ever stop to consider how many breaths we take in one day? I haven't done the, the research. I don't know, but... Uh, that's a lot of breath, <laughs> a lot of breathing. The Bible says, do it heartily in all of our breathing. May God be glorified. Uh, sometimes it's harder to breathe than others, <laughs> but it's God being glorified within it. Do it heartily, but the word of God doesn't end there. The word of God tells us, giving thanks to God, verse 17, Colossians 3, giving thanks to God and your Father by him. Every word uh, and every work of mankind is only because of the Lord, so we should be doing it not just hardly, but doing it thankfully. Thankful for all that God has done for us. How are you doing it? Look at lastly, who are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? When we consider the what are we doing and the how are we doing, it should help us to keep into check who are we doing it for. Um, it, it doesn't matter what it is. You, you can work a secular job and uh, you, can, you can be there for you know, weeks, on months, on years, and eventually, uh, you know, before you know it, you're, you're not so much doing the job maybe for the boss, you're just doing the job for the job, right? And at a certain point, well, he doesn't really care how I do it done, I'm going to get the work done. Maybe he does care, but at the end of the day, why should he care, right? And we might develop somewhat of an attitude of, hey, uh, you know, is, is this, who am I doing this for? Why does it really matter? Am I, is this not about me in the end? Uh, we, when we think of the work of God in and of itself, uh, or the work of God, rather, um, how easy it is to uh, do what we're doing for man. Uh, the, the Word of God says in Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24, And whatsoever you do, do it hardly as the Lord, not unto men, knowing, verse 24, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. We don't do simply for the sake of reward. 
But we do because of all that God has done for us. As God has been faithful to us, how much more can we and should we be faithful to him? Amen? Whatsoever we do. Uh, you think this past year and even in this coming year, there's a lot of things that we have done and are going to do. Is God included in those things? Will God be glorified in the doing of those things? Whether in word or deed? In the midst of that doing, maybe it's something that you're doing that requires much work. In every breath, is it be done, being done heartily? In singleness of heart, full devotion, fully committed that God would be glorified through this. And, and, and the, the, the point is that we would be reminded this, that hey, everything that God puts to our hand is from God. And that God should be glorified through it. In verse 25 of Colossians 3, the word of God says, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he had done. And there is no respect of persons. In other words, God will correct those who treat the servants of God. Verse, uh, the previous verses there, the servants of God, those who serve the Lord. He will correct those who treat others wrongly. He that doeth the wrong shall receive for the wrong which he had done. And there was no respect of persons. I'm glad God doesn't treat certain people different than others. Amen. God treats us all equally. What we stand giving and will give account before God is nothing more than what words and works and how we have done it, if it's done, been done hardly, and who we have done it for, for ourselves, not for anyone else. I think that's the hardest thing, and, and I've said this before, one of the hardest things uh, as a pastor is knowing that, hey, at the end of the day, the person I'm going to be accountable before God for is, is me. <laughs> pastor Hess knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and that's an intimidating feeling. Uh, because the, the works of the flesh say, no, uh, if I work it this way and manage to make things this way, then, uh, then it will sure make me feel better. <laughs> it will sure make uh, those, that individual happy. These things all right. These things... In my mind, okay. God says, no, the one to whom we'll give account before is God. God reminds you today, and as we continue to step into this new year, may we do for the glory of God. Someday we'll give account before God. Will, will God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, because in whatsoever you had done, in word or deed, God was glorified. What you did, you did it heartily, with every breath. And everything that God put your hand to do in the troubling times, in the times that were private, in the times when everyone saw it, that it was done for the glory of God. God's not looking uh, that we would be perfect people because that's impossible. But as we read in Scripture, we should be going on into perfection. That's the goal. That's the pursuit that we, through the power of God, would, would go on into perfection. We would seek perfection. God says, be holy for I am holy. Let, may we be holy for the sake of Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Our heavenly gracious.